Five types of backlinks you should be building in 2023 with Amit Raj. The In Search SEO podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all-in-one SEO platform that helps skill your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. What links should you be building to your site in 2023? That's what we're discussing today with a former pharmacist who's been building links for every industry imaginable for the past eight years. He's the founder of The Links Guy, a truly global remote team that prides itself on being a link building agency that's constantly learning, evolving and truly improving quality as it scales. A warm welcome to the InSearch SEO podcast, Amit Raj. Thanks, David. Great to be here and thanks for having me on the podcast. Great to have you on. Well, you can find Amit over at thelinksguy.com. So Amit, today you're sharing five types of backlinks that you should be building in 2023. Starting off with number one, guest post outreach. Yeah, so I think with the guest post outreach, it has this maybe sometimes negative connotation because people think guest post outreach and they think of spammy guest posts, you know, and and. You've seen the whole guest posting is dead type articles, and and but I think guest posting still has its place when obviously you're building links on quality sites that are relevant. And I think this is where content ideation is important because I think when you're doing guest posting on, you won't necessarily always be able to get sites which are exactly in your industry, which is where it's about you know researching and finding what sites would cross over with your industry, where are potentially where your audience might be or where there are kind of, you know, audiences which are, they don't immediately come to mind, but they are actually relevant. And that's where I think you can build relationships with the right websites and crossover industries. And you can basically, the the value exchange to them will become the, the crossover, it's what's relevant to them, but also still relevant to you and your business as well. Okay, understood. Okay. So, 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 so I think a lot you covered there as well. So I'd like to dig into a couple of bits there as well, because I mean, you, you talked about um, finding an opportunity where you, you've got a chance to have a, get a link, but you also talked about not necessarily directly within your own industry as well. So uh, first thought is, how do you actually determine the highest quality, best opportunity website that's likely to give you a link um, versus a website that is also a good opportunity, but you haven't got a hope in getting a link from. That's right. It's kind of quite tricky. This is why when we talk to clients, and it's important for anybody that's building links, their preference is always going to be they want links from their own industry. The reality is you can't guarantee every single link is going to be from your exact industry. So in other words, when I say from your exact sector, I mean things like when we worked with a telecoms client, we had to kind of explain to them that not every single link will come from a telecoms news website, which was their understanding of what an ideal link would be. We did get some links in that industry, of course, but we, we did have to explain to them, look, you might we might have to reach out to editorial sites in the cybersecurity sector or in just kind of general technology news sites. And that's kind of it. It's partly it's about knowing your audience. 
You can also gain insights from analysing competitors, and that might kind of give you an idea of where they've got links from. But I think it's especially kind of knowing your audience. Your audience might not necessarily just be in, for instance, reading a telecoms news website. They will be in other places. So there's that. And and I think, yeah, competitor analysis, analysing other maybe non-direct competitors can give you further insights as well um, for that kind of thing. Yeah, I love that. Um, get led by your audience when considering link building opportunities, because I think it's very easy just to get lost in a list of websites that um, you think are as close as a uh, match as possible uh, to what you do as a business. But of course, people have different interests through their lives. And you're also, I guess, building links for traffic as well as SEO. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the key thing. It's when you, it also expands the pool of targets that you've got. So like you said, how do you know if they're going to link to you or not? Reality is sometimes you won't know or you won't know until you reach out and propose that content idea. And they might not like your first content idea, but the idea is, you know, suggest another one. Or perhaps you, you do have to research a little bit more as to what they would find valuable. And and that also comes down to the type of website because you might find, for instance, with an editorial site, they look for something different. An editorial news website might want something that is trending or newsworthy within the industry, whereas a small business within the industry, which is relevant, they might not really be looking for that. They just kind of, they don't have time to write a lot of their own content. So they need you to suggest something that, that is going to kind of free up some of their time and they're not quite looking at it to you know the level of the larger editorial site they might just need something that they feel is relevant for their audience and and you know where where they feel that you know you could make you could comment on that and you could add some value and so it's it's also about the kind of i guess the type of website that'll kind of determine what kind of approach you take and, and what idea you give them as well and talking about types of websites, the, the second type of link you should be building is links on government, university and school websites. So how do you persuade them to link to you? Yeah, and, and this is an interesting one and it's something that a lot of people, it's really nice, I guess, when you can get a link from government or, or, or a university and things like that. Um, it's something we are, you know, obviously they are considered higher tier, not always higher domain authority, but it's just something about that domain that is considered higher authority. And I believe those domains on government or, or edu or, or .ac.uk, if, if it's the UK, they, they're kind of, they have some pull when it comes to the way Google um, attributes links. So it, it comes down to ultimately your value exchange. It's not suitable for every business. I think some businesses will find it easier to get those links than others. Um, however, for instance, I find with government, there are nuances dealing with these types of sectors. So for instance, government, when it comes to local government, or if you're dealing with councils, you might call them something else, depending on what country you're in. You're kind of dealing with somebody, you reach out to them, they don't understand link building per se. And what they really want to know is they want to kind of know what your business or website is about. Why is it you're reaching out? Why why should they link to this? And why is it relevant? And why will their residents find it useful? You know, and kind of that's the approach you have to take. It's all about local area. What would the, the residents in that local area be interested in? And um, or is it, for instance, it's the 
I find in the US you've got a lot of these kind of senior resource pages on a lot of the local government sites. So you might have some kind of content piece or, or something that's useful to the senior community and that's something they are obviously senior residents in the local kind of vicinity would be interested in. So that's kind of like how you would deal with the government. It's, it's not suitable for everybody, but you know, you've got the right content piece or it's the right type of business, you know, you can you can often you can get some good links there. I like I like that senior resources example there as well, uh, and to to me emphasise what you can actually do is perhaps you know first of all obviously go to the website and see what kind of resources they have linked out to in the past and thus maybe more likely to link out to in the future. And I guess if they're linking out to certain resources and you can open a form of communication with them, then you can reach out to them to say, look, I'm actually in the process of building this kind of resource. What do you think you would want me to, or your community would want me to incorporate into this resource? And if you get them involved in the building of that piece of content, then of course they're much more likely to link to it then. Exactly, yeah. And, and you, you sometimes find with the local government, they, they, you know, you might have to, you know, pick up the phone, have a call with them, and, and we've done that as well. And, and they, they do are generally will be quite interested in knowing uh, what it is you're doing and, and kind of they'll help you promote the content. And a good thing is they won't generally, you won't have to buy any links because <laughs> they'll, they will do it for free. You know, that's another advantage. And the third type of link is Hero, um, Help a Reporter Out, and PR platforms. That's right, yeah. So I find this is really good if you're trying to build authority. So in terms of getting on what you might call the big name publications, which, which you know, is a lot of these larger media sites, um, especially in the US, it's also the, the domain authority. So in terms of it, it's good for building your own uh, domain authority because you're getting links, obviously, from higher authority sites. One disadvantage is, obviously, the links will be going to the homepage, However, aside from that, it is a pretty good link. You know, you can get some pretty good high-tier links from there. So it's good, I would say, as an additional tactic to use along with what you might call the conventional link building. But I, I think Harrow, there's platforms like Terco and Quoted, and there's one called Source Bottle, which I think is in Australia. So there's a few, few like that. Um, there might even be a UK one. I think it's called Journal Link. Um, it's not a very popular one, but some UK media is on Journal Link. So yeah, there's a few there. That pretty, the, you get some pretty high tier links from from media there. Yeah, I've I've used Harrow and Source Bottle before actually, and I, I think it's certainly a great starter point. It um get, get, gets you going in the link situation. Uh, but bringing us up to number four, resource pages. So is this something that you've covered to some degree already? Yeah, to some extent, this would come under the. Um, what you find with local government, universities, even schools, they will have a, a resource page section as well. So that, that does come under that. But you do find if you're dealing with what you might call a linkable audience, so an audience which is it's a fairly large sector in terms of the, the, there's enough websites, they're fairly hungry for content, that would probably fall under resource page um, outreach. So this is what you'd call the... You might find those titles where it says useful links, useful resources, things like that. We've done quite a fair bit of this kind of tactic. And it's really useful when you've got a content piece that is relevant to that linkable audience, whether it's the senior community, 
the perhaps the um, the disabled community, uh, perhaps it's aimed at kids or parents, you know, things things like that. Or it could even be an industry, like say you're in um, woodworking or, or some, you know, for instance, you'll find a lot of resource pages in that kind of sector. So. Yeah, uh, for instance, we're dealing with a client in the rehab sector. Um, so what we believe is we'll be able to reach out to a lot of GP surgeries. So in the US, I believe, um, I guess you could call it kind of clinics, doctors. And we believe they, they've got a lot of useful link sections. So we think we can approach them because we have something that is related to alcohol addiction, for instance. So um, we believe that's something and it's not it's not really competing against them per se. So there's a lot, lot of opportunities like that, I think. And what I like about resource page outreach is if the sector is big enough, you can scale it up to quite a large extent. And how do you find those resource links? I mean, do you simply just search Google for resource or something like um, alcohol treatment resources or uh, using your last example there or something like that? Yeah, well, what you often have to do is basically use a keyword and use an advan- advanced operator, for instance, you, you'll put something like useful links in, advert, in kind of speech marks. You can look for phrases like resources or links within the URL. So you could use something like in URL, semicolon, that phrase. That will help you pull out some resource pages. But with the keywords, you kind of have to play with it a bit because if you go too specific, you won't find enough opportunities and you might have to go a bit broader to fit to kind of pull out a large enough list but it's it's and there are some tools you could use like there is one called link prospector which i believe is made by citation labs which specifically has a feature where they'll help you um, extract resource pages in bulk from google so that that's a pretty decent tool for that kind of thing growing tips uh, taking us up to number five, resource links, i.e. modified skyscraper technique. So how do resource links differ from resource pages? Yeah, so re- this is kind of more of a, maybe an internal thing, the way that we name it. And um, we've segregated that because we believe that uh, with resource pages, you've kind of we've, we've put them under the banner of useful links or useful resources. That's kind of, I would consider that a different type of page. Resource links, I would just say these are like when you're getting a a link within an existing article. So, for instance, you've got a blog post that's about best bicep exercises or something, you know, it could be something like that. And what you're trying to do is find articles which are related to that topic that you believe your, you know, article can can, uh, provide more value uh, on that specific uh, aspect of it. And I think one of the ways that people have been doing this is the skyscraper technique, which the I, th- I think it was the um, it came from authority hacker. I think they created something called uh, shotgun skyscraper. I think this was uh, the, the technique where they kind of did scaled up outreach. I believe it was. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was it was about three or four years ago. So what they did was they they, they found other resources online and then they created something that they thought was even better, augmented type of resource. And then they reached out to the people that were linking to the other pages to try and get them to link to them. That's right, yeah. So I think something like this. However, I, I find when you scale that up too much, it becomes a bit spammy because what ends up happening, if you're not careful, is you reach out to a lot of sites with the same outreach email. And I've seen people make that mistake. The problem is it doesn't factor in the context. So what I would recommend is if someone's doing Skype, this kind of skyscraper uh, approach, is actually segment the batches. So for instance, 
the reasons that those sites will link to your biceps exercise article will differ according to the topic they've written about. So I'd always recommend as people segment it, group them, those batches together, and then reach out to them, keeping in mind the context of what they are talking about, and then kind of where your article comes in. Because uh, I think that's important. I think when you scale up link building, it's easy to forget about is at the end of the day, it, we need to connect with these people one-on-one and, and it's hard when you blast out a template. So um, I think skyscraper technique's really good, but it's like um, it's really important to, to make sure that, you know, the personalised, the people do feel like, you, you know, you're speaking to them one-to-one, even if uh, it's not really, but <laughs> you have to give that impression. Absolutely. Yeah, you used to get away with sending out the same batch message 15 years ago, but get with the times, folks. <laughs> Let's finish off with the Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says that you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. What's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort? I would say the uh, doing a content gap analysis would be really good. Not really specifically to do with link building. Um, however, I would say it's really good because you can analyze competitors see where they're ranking for and what content they've written that you've perhaps not done yet. Um, and that's really good because it gives you a lot of ideas for content. And the idea is the more content you've got, you've then got more pieces that you can build links to as well. So I think content and gap analysis is a really um, fairly quick and easy because you could use something like Ahrefs to do that analysis uh, pretty quickly as well. I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Amit Raj over at thelinksguy.com. Amit, thanks so much for being on the In Search SEO podcast. No problem. Thanks a lot for having me, David. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com. Hey.